Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the Pilot Podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent. With me is my almost home-owning friend, Megan. Woohoo! Yes, very exciting. <laughs> she signs papers on Thursday, everyone. Yeah, I do. Which is super exciting. She's taking the day off of work. I am. We're going to do a celebratory lunch. Actually, it's sort of celebratory and also like good, not good riddance. What's the other word? Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> She is stepping out of her role, and he's like, don't worry, that doesn't mean she's leaving the podcast. I know. Everyone's it just changes confused. everything here. Yes. So apparently yeah. there's a rumor going around that I'm like leaving. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. As you sh- yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you just say, as you should. As you should, after all that you've been through. So prepare yourself for mm-hmm. disorganized Brent. And if you're like, I had somebody the other day go, I don't know who does your uh, receipts, but like, um, you know, forgiving and stuff at church. But like, I have an email in my inbox before I get home from church. And I just think that that's amazing. And I said, well, don't get used to it, buddy. Because yeah. it might be like Thursday next time. I don't know when you're yeah. going to get them. Well, but. it's because I don't have any other time to do it during the week. So no, I, I stay on Sunday and do yeah. it. But yeah. Yeah, I promise you won't ha- be having no, it on Sunday no, afternoons. No, 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 it won't. Uh, hopefully Mondays if I can remember uh. to do that at that time. But... Anyways, uh, yeah. How was your weekend? We had an ex- we had an extended weekend. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it well, is Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday it's instead Tuesday of Monday right now because yesterday's a Memorial Day. Yep. and mm-hmm. the whole weekend thing and and no school. Yep, and our offices were closed, and uh, so it was yeah, it was yeah. good. Any anything fun? Did you do any no. barbecuing or any no. outdoor? I, actually, anything in the rain for holiday it's, weekend? I know. It's funny that you say that because. Um, I have dinner with my parents on Saturdays and usually if there's like a holiday or whatever, we will, we'll like celebrate then. And, um, <laughs> so we had like ham and baked potatoes yeah. for dinner. And my mom was like, you know, traditional Memorial yeah, day. As you do on food. Memorial day. <laughs> and so yesterday <laughs> I actually, uh, at lunch, I, well, first of all, I wore long pants all day and I was wearing slippers cause it was kind of chilly. And I had tea. Like at lunchtime, yeah. I was like, I want something hot to drink. Hot tea. And slippers. <laughs> so I had hot sweatshirts. tea. Yeah. And so I texted my mom and I was like, wearing slippers and drinking hot tea, yeah. you know, as you do on Memorial Day. Totally. That was <laughs> a lot like when we lived in Seattle for a year after we left uh, working at my dad's church and be- right before we planted East Lake. We, stayed, we lived in Seattle for a year. And I remember the moment I realized I don't belong there was on July 4th uh, weekend, we hosted a garage sale and Kylie was out in a parka with a blanket huddled (laughs) up on July 3rd. It wasn't the 4th exactly. It was like 2nd or 3rd or something, Mm -hmm. but whatever that weekend was and we were freezing and I was like, this is not where we belong. We do not. (laughs) We are not from here. This is not. Ugh. Uh, Anyways. um, It was pretty funny. But other than that, I just packed this weekend. Yeah. Well, I have friends who also are moving. They, They built a house. Um, and they got occupancy last Friday, and so they like helped them move in. A little you bit should go Saturday. help them move. I did. Okay, good, because you know what that means. Yeah. Well, yeah. you owe me. You <laughs> yeah. Know. I. They already owe me because honestly, all, most of my close friends. You should owe me. have a bucket because you but haven't I'm, moved anywhere, and we yeah, talked about this recently. Yeah. Uh, same amount of time that I've been in my house, like nine, ten yeah. years. Um, but apparently, everyone is busy the weekend. Oh, moving, sure so. they are. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, I am too. I don't even know. <laughs> What weekend you get keys, but I just like. Whatever you told me on Sunday. <laughs> I am scheduled out. Very busy, Megan. Whatever. Very busy. I've decided I can't be, I can't tie emotions to it. It doesn't, it's fine. Yeah. Whoever is there will be there. It will get done. It'll get done. So yeah. I don't have a lot of stuff. And as you said, exactly. You're like, <laughs> I, I, I'm single. I'm a single woman with, uh, you know, in a small apartment. I yeah. don't have like 
buckets. I know. Uh, you know, I, was I don't talking, need the U-Haul, the biggest U-Haul they have. No, I got the smallest U-Haul yeah, possible. Exactly. <laughs> That's still like the truck. Yeah. Um, and then I was actually counting. I think I have nine pieces of furniture. Yeah. And only like five of them are large enough that I wouldn't be able to move them by myself. Yeah. And that's the tough thing, right? Because yeah. you do. We just I just helped unload my brother-in-law who just moved over. And there was like, you know, you didn't need that many people there, but you did need some, you know. Yeah. There's, I, I definitely need there a couple There were like three people. items that you needed yeah. like five people on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a huge freezer. I can't remember what else, but there's a couple items you're like, I'm sorry, I don't need five people normally, you know, otherwise, but for this one thing I do. Yeah. And you might the only thing is out. I really do need maybe two people to help me move my bed from my loft into the truck yeah. out of my apartment. Yeah. So if you're listening to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, genuinely, and- I will take any help anyone would like to give me. I am not. She's recruiting. No shame. No shame right now. If you it. are available on Saturday, June 11th there in the go. Tri-Cities, Washington, and would like to help me move, please let me know. Yeah. Like, I am no shame at all. Yeah. Um, I know because it's graduation weekend and yeah. people are starting to do summer travel yeah, and uh, like it's not it's our anniversary weekend and, I don't, and I'm not even lying about I know that, that. <laughs> I'm not like, again I have decided I can't hold don't tie emotion to I it I can't tie emotion to yeah. it whoever can come and just help. promise beer and pizza and somebody will show up so yeah anyways so yeah. anyway but my friend who is moving to the new house um he is like I will come the other thing is I'm really nervous about driving the U-Haul truck and I was like, can someone be my truck driver for me? And he was like, I can do that, Megan. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Monday, we I decided we were going to go and do a hike. Uh, <laughs> and here's why. I saw a picture I knew video. I was going to see so many people posting about the Murph workout. What and is I, the Murph workout? You haven't. You don't have people in CrossFit just begging to tell you no. they did the Murph workout. No, there's a famous guy. I who, think I've who no. died. He was a he, he. He's a veteran. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and, and died, and so they do his work. A workout in his. Oh, is honor. it? Is it like their hundred push-ups, hundred pull-ups, hundred punch me in the faces, and I don't know what else. It's a mile. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> sounds you know awful. What? I feel like all of my CrossFit friends. I'm not that close. You, you've anymore. already unfollowed yeah. all of them <laughs> and blocked all their stuff. That's what's happened. So I knew they were going to be posting that, and I didn't want to be like me just watching it from my couch. I knew I needed to do something. So we're like, <laughs> kids were hiking badger together, and uh, then lo and behold, surprise! It rained. Yep. More on that last week in last week's episode, uh, and it rained today again. Anyways, it uh, did. Yeah, all oh. morning. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Overnight it did, but not <laughs> oh, okay. this morning. Okay, I was yes. like, I didn't. Think you're no, you're right. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, so we uh, called up. We invited some friends to go. Ryan and Carrie Lynn, and they're and they're like, "Oh, Ryan's gonna end up working, and Carrie Lynn's got some other stuff going on." But and I said, "Well, we'll take some some kids with us or whatever." And so Brendan uh, said he was gonna go. Who's about Grayson's age, so nine, mm-hmm. ten years old or so. And uh, and so we go <laughs> and pick him up, and he, we get him in the car, and I'm like, "Brendan, thanks for coming, man." And I said, so, he, "I said, I know you're wearing a sweatshirt. Do you want to go get a jacket or something? It's kind of raining out." And he said, uh, he said, yeah, I noticed that. I, I wouldn't have said yes to this if I had known it was raining. <laughs> yeah, he tells you the oh, truth. Oh, man. It was the whole so truth great. And nothing but the so truth. Nothing but the truth. <laughs> One of those things, right? So then later, we're on this hike. Yep. And uh, Kylie is up front talking, and she's saying, uh, hey, their family's coming over Wednesday this week to, for dinner and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, Grayson, uh, Brendan said, or she, I think she talked to me. Anyways, uh, Dad, uh, 
Brendan said he would bring over his Pokemon cards and show Grayson how to play some Pokemon. Uh-huh. And uh, and then Brendan sits there. It's like a pause for like five seconds probably. And then Brendan <laughs> goes, I didn't actually say that. <laughs> You're putting words into my mouth. It's like, oh, okay. okay. You, you don't have to do that. And I'm Whoops. like, it's okay, buddy. She puts words into my mouth all the time too. It was brilliant. I love it so much. She's one of my favorites. So it was just nice being around kids with no filters. Yeah. And uh, it was a good hike. So mm. they had well, a good that's time. good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture or video of like London encouraging Clive up the mountain. Uh, yeah. Except that she, <laughs> yes, she was nowhere near Clive for 99% of that hike. <laughs> She led the way on her own with her AirPods in all the way up the mountain, leading the charge. Well, while Kylie and I, Kylie mostly carrying either Jovi uh, or Clive at some point, encouraging both of them to come up. And then uh, eventually at the end, me taking Clive at the very last part up the last little bit, just me and him bringing up the caboose. And then, yeah. And then somehow the video camera comes out for her like 50 yards away. Don't give her any credit for that. Okay. If she's listening, she does not get any credit for that. So sorry. She's a great kid and has done a lot of other great things in life, but spurring her youngest brother up is not one of them up that mountain. Uh, good to know. Speaking of families and and old, you know, kids and you know the distance between kids, I uh, something came up this week where I had to submit uh, profile photos for some of our family. We uh-huh. got this thing, anyways, and so I. I I was going through my photos to try and figure out. I had to submit a photo of me and of of London and of Grayson, mm-hmm. and I like don't have a ton of profile photos of my just me. Like that's not my like style. <laughs> I don't take a lot of photos <laughs> of just me. So it's always <laughs> me and Kylie, or me and the kids, or other uh-huh. or just them. Anyways, so I had to like take my own photo, which is not that all that surprising. Uh, <laughs> and then I went through and I have. I was like, oh, I got to find one for London, and I have. So many of them. Oh yeah, I believe it. And mostly because she steals my phone, or we shared phones, or or yes. So (laughs) it took me all of what five seconds to find a photo for for London. Did you pick the worst one possible? I should have. If she's taking credit for giving Clive a walk, Uh, she's not taking credit. It was just a video. That's all. Well, I know, but the way you said it, anyways. (laughs) Um. So. Uh, then uh, I thought, okay, now I got to go find Grayson. And I hardly had any photos for Grayson too, especially like ones where he's not making a face at me mm-hmm. or especially in the last couple of years, one that didn't have a mat like a mask on him. Cause it's like yeah. for identification, so I can't have that. So it was like, it was really hard to find a photo of him. And I realized I have tons of photos of, of, uh, of London. I have lots of photos of Clive just because I don't know, he's the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. He's just too darn cute, and you have to remind yourself he just gets into trouble. So you have to like kind of keep things in. The, why do we keep him around? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I have tons of photos of him, and then I do have some of Grace, and I finally got to some, and I realized I almost have none of Jovi. Oh no. <laughs> or she's not making faces, or you know, yeah. wearing a mask, or I don't know, just not anything like that. And it reminded me, uh, growing up, um, my youngest sister. So there's ten years between me and my sister, okay, and yeah. I have three younger sisters. So between me, you and your youngest sister? Between me okay. and my youngest. So me, and then it goes two years, and then it, there's a gap of you know five or six or something like that, and then two more. Anyways, um, and w- w- later in life, so within the last five or ten years, my uh, youngest sister said, hey, have you ever noticed how there are no pictures of me in any of our family albums? <laughs> and she's like, and she said, I don't have a memory of life 
before I was eight years old. Oh I don't gosh. remember any events <laughs> of that. So she said this, I don't remember you ever living in the same house as me. Oh my gosh. So I had been 18, she was eight. That's crazy. And she's like, I don't remember you ever living Did here. Did you know that actually your um, childhood memories, if you like live in the same house, have the same life for a long time, you really don't hold a lot of memories until you're like eight or nine years old. But if you have a big life change happen earlier, that's usually when you start holding memories. Because like my earliest memory is when I was three and we moved from Cuba to uh, Maryland. Yeah. And I remember watching the movers like move our stuff into our new house. Yeah. And that's my first like my memory. And she would have moved to the Tri-Cities when she was four. Oh, okay. So she wouldn't have remembered anything about Coeur d'Alene. Well, where she, we lived yeah, that. yeah. I mean, she doesn't, but yeah. she doesn't remember anything. She, she, that's crazy. She though. says she doesn't remember anything before eight. Um, and so we'd always be like, come on, you remember when we went camp? You remember when such and such happened or blah, blah, blah. Nope, I don't remember any of that. I'm like, that's crazy. And the whole photos thing was ironic because that, we're like, that's not true. And then we go back in the photos. <laughs> and here's the deal. I was first kid, first born. And so I have a lot of photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so same with Brittany. So me and Brittany kind of like were the original family anyways. <laughs> And then their second family. We always kind of talk about that anyways. That's just really, really true. Um, just because there's a big gap in between. Yeah. And, and then a lot of pictures of Danae and not very many of, of, uh, of Devin. Oh, my And gosh. so it, it's, I mean, there were definitely some. And she's like, I don't remember that photo at all. But it brought me to, like, thinking about you grew up with siblings. Yeah. Uh, do you, a lot of pictures of you in your childhood? Missing yeah. less? More of your sister? More mm. of... I think maybe equal of us, okay. probably less of my sister. She's the middle. So I'm the youngest. Right. My brother, there's seven year gap between my brother, who's the oldest and me, who's the youngest. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I think I have a lot of pictures, but I was also a huge ham. Like I was always in front of the camera. Yeah. Being like, ha hello, take a picture of me. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely made my presence known. Yeah. And I always just assumed that was a youngest trait, but apparently not in no, your family. No, because I think Devin operates a lot like Jovi, where like, where's she at? She's probably reading a book somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> By herself. She's probably in a drawing cats. Yeah. Yeah. She's running a candy store yeah. out on the corner, <laughs> which they actually have. I told you about this yet? I th- maybe. They've been doing not lemonade stands, but candy stands. Oh, that's funny. Well, they'll go buy cheap candy and then sell it. And they had a big sign that says, um, we'll tell you how much it is. No, yeah, I saw that sign. Okay. <laughs> and then the other day I drove by around the corner and it was raining out. And so uh-huh. it was just a lonely table out there, but it did have one sign on it. And it said, closed. <laughs> as, if, as if it being empty wouldn't give it away. Yeah. Or like it's a store with business hours now. It's a store with business hours. <laughs> closed so sorry we missed you oh that's really funny yeah it was great yeah no there's tons of pictures of me i think probably enough i don't know what my siblings picture situation is but yeah i remember seeing lots of pictures of I, them I bet too. there's one sibling who's like yeah there's lo- megan and got a lot and so did so and so but yeah. not me i if it's gonna be any it's probably my sister who's the, the middle, middle sister child. The, un- <laughs> so... the unknown middle child and she's like quiet and introverted yeah and so but my brother also oh, yeah. is quiet. Oh, yeah. She's so. listening to this podcast right now going, is, yeah, I well, feel I don't seen think she right now. <laughs> yeah. Your mom is listening and she, she forwarded does. it to her. Yeah. To be like, is this true? <laughs> is this true about our family? I don't Do know. Do you feel this way? I don't know if she feels that way. And then way. she's like, I'm going to go hunt down some photos of you. And then she's going to go <laughs> no, on that like hunt and be years like, ago, I don't have any photos of you. 
Years ago, my mom actually was going through photos because we moved a lot. And so my mom has gone through stuff. And she gave us each a box of all of our like childhood photos that yeah. she found. Or like, especially if there's like duplicates or whatever. So she has copies and then we have copies. Um, and we each got a like good sized box full of photos yeah. from our childhood. Everyone so. got a shoebox, but two of you got size <laughs> 11 boots. And the other girl got ballerina shoebox. <laughs> Is that how it worked? I don't know. If you listen to the podcast, uh, they and, weren't shoe boxes. And you're it was one like of those nice, people. We'd love to hear from you. It was like nice plastic picture boxes. Come up and tell us on Sunday or via, you know, yeah. Email if or you're whatever. the child if in the you're family the child, with no like, pictures, yeah, I feel very seen because I have no pictures. <laughs> I don't remember anything of my childhood pre 18, you know, 19, <laughs> 20 years. That'd be, that'd be a rough childhood. But. All right, should we jump uh, into our, our uh, the reason why we point. do this? Uh, this is a, <laughs> like we said, follow podcast. So we, we continued our series, Thy Will, or like Thy Kingdom Come, uh, is the title of the series. A series on culture and different approaches to culture that religion and church often take. We kind of flew on both sides of the spectrum now. We've got kind of both extremes covered. We mm-hmm. went from one side last week being against the world. Uh, everything is about, we measure ourselves about how much distance we can create between ourselves and the things of the world. So very... When we hear the world, it's very negative. Uh, and then on the, on, the, on the flip side of things, the approach this week is I'm for the world, man. When I hear the world, I don't think of anything tension-wise. There's nothing that causes me any hesitation. I'm all for it. When I see the world, I see only good things, uh, rosy things, and, and positive things. And, uh, and, and, I, and I mentioned how uh, from the approach uh, uh, of this personally, more personal baggage with the against the world. And, but then on the flip side, more intentionality towards really who my target audience is with the idea of for the world stuff. And I think the the thing about the approach to the for the world, the cautions, because that, that's the thing. We can talk about the pros and cons. I think there's a lot of pros to this thing. I think it does, when we pray thy kingdom come, it builds into something that, God, you're doing something to create something in the here and now, and I get to be a part of that. And what does that look like in my life? It becomes very applicable. It becomes very hands-on. It talks about, you know, less about, categories of beliefs in terms of what defines you as a Christian versus how you love and who you love and all that kind of stuff, all that positive thing. So all of that's really, really good. The caution is that sometimes we can get, we can see things that aren't truly there. We can create a, a version of Jesus out of our minds that we like, who votes just like us, thinks just like us, is offended by the exact same things we're offended by, is not offended by the same things we're offended by. Um, and does that really line up with what we see in Scripture? Or have we become selective about which Jesus, mm-hmm. which parts of Jesus' teaching in life do we, we like and, and, and overlook and do that kind of thing? So mm-hmm. uh, that was the big kind of uh, point of, of the talk. What, what were some of your takeaways or thoughts on that? Well, kind of like running off of that last bit of like uh, creating the Jesus of... <laughs> I get to. Brent, sorry, Brent often will um, move the mouse on the big computer that's recording this instead of. The, I have my personal yeah. computer out here trying to take notes. And, and in the past, he has clicked stop. I've stopped the recording. And, I've done all kinds yeah, of things, so. and I just made a huge face like, "Why is this mouse not yeah. working?" And then halfway through, I'm like, "Oh crap! Did I just and turn I, everything off?" I'm like panic about. Yeah, I did. Anyway, I did. I'm back. Sorry. Um. So. I going back to like creating this version of Jesus that fits our mold. Um, I think I see that as a, like it's definitely a big problem for for the, for the world Christians. Um, but I think it's a problem for the against the world Christians as well. And potentially probably a problem for all of these four yeah. types. Right. Yep. Um, because like, 
it fails to embrace the full complexity of God, of Christ, of humanity, of everything, right? Nothing is one or the other or black or white or anything like that. And so I think when we try and, like, we are made in God's image, right? God is not made in our image. And so when we try and make God us, oh, God's exactly like me, that we aren't, that's not true. And we're doing a disservice to ourselves by doing that. And so I think, like, that was something I was thinking about when I was listening to it is, like, like you have to remember God is so much more. Yeah. And Christ is so much more than you can even fathom. And it's so much more complicated than I have the capacity to understand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I heard somebody uh, say something about that a, a long time ago, saying, in the beginning, God formed man in the shape of himself. And we've been trying to return the favor ever since. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We keep doing our things to try and be like, we'll form you in the shape of what we think you should look like too. Um, And uh, anyways, yeah, that's definitely a big piece of it. Um, it, The caution came down at the very end to a question of loyalty. Uh, To whom are we more loyal? To, To whom gets our ultimate allegiance? To whom do we have to say no to or reject something to because we're staying true to something else? And is it culture or is it, is it Christ in, in that? Which one are we going to hold be, be beholden to? And how do mm-hmm. we deal with parts of scripture that we are specifically parts of um, Jesus's teaching and Jesus's life that we're like, Oh, I wish he would have done this or I wish. Yeah. May, and can we, do we write it off as well? That's just what Mark had to say about it. Right. Not, that's not necessarily. He had an angle. Matthew was writing to the the, the <laughs> Jewish people, and they yeah. had a background draw. You know, and you can, and and to some degree that might be true. I think context is important, and I think you there it is a fruitful endeavor of your time or and worth your time to kind of go into what was going on in that day mm-hmm. when Jesus speaks of being um, anti-divorce um, specifically. And uh, in, in Matthew, he shows up and says, uh, you know, nobody you can't really get divorced except for adulterous reasons, right? Um, and then Paul somewhere else disagrees almost and says the only reason you should be able to get to divorce is because in the case of abandonment, mm-hmm. like which version, who are you to believe? Are you going to say, I reject Paul by accepting Jesus? I accept both perhaps, or is there, an, as I think, a more line, like something was going on in that culture about the current uh, rabbinic teachings on marriage and divorce mm-hmm. that Jesus was speaking specifically to. Um, that there were two basic camps, and somebody was trying to ask him, are you a follower of such and such, or are you a follower of such and such, so and so? Um, and by saying that, he's kind of taking a side, or uh, really kind of almost rejecting both, and, and mm-hmm. creating a third category a little bit. Um, Which is what you see him do over and over and over again, yeah. when particularly rabbis or Sadducees, or you know the religious elite, try to get him to take sides, he he picks a third option. Yeah, but if you're a divorced individual yeah, um, who's, who considers themselves to be a Christian and, uh, and for whatever reason you got a divorce and then you come across this teaching of Jesus and you're like, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't adulterous. It was just mm-hmm. abusive or it was just, I don't know, something, you something know, all, all kinds of different categories mm-hmm. on it. It can feel very... Um, guilt-ridden which you know to some degree maybe there is maybe maybe there was decisions that that you made or maybe there was circumstances that you should feel a, a level of guilt for a level of repentance for like nobody's perfect on that on any oh, relationship sure. and yeah. so it's it's something that's not like it condemning but it is something like i go i i 
I did run when I should have stuck around. I should have, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, but there's, this isn't a series on divorce. That's We've <laughs> done that before. You should listen to those. And that's not the point of this. But uh, the point is wrestling with that and trying to discover what was actually being said, what was being called to. And if it is, if I can't work my way around it, and, and that's not the point of it. The point isn't to work my way around it, but the point is... To find understanding. Yeah, to find understanding. Yeah. And then if it is a challenge to me, then it remains a challenge to me. And I yeah. go, surprise, I didn't match up to what was being asked of me. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and... I'm us, I'm human. Duh, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got work to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, that's great. Well, and you should be, like, you should read scripture and be like, ooh. Yeah. Oops. It should be like incisive. there should be a lot of moments where you're like, oh, well, OK, I don't think I chose right. Right. In that moment. Or I could have done that differently. Or maybe I was hasty in making a decision about that. Yeah. But it's too late now. And so now I need to move forward. And the great thing about Jesus is he has super high expectations and boundless amounts of grace. Yes, absolutely. And yes. so there's no there's no way for you to. Sin your way out of his grace. Yeah. And that's the, that's the sweet spot. And I say that all the time as a teacher, right? I try and, which is not, you know, definitely not Jesus-like trying not to say that. But, um, but I, you know, I have really high expectations for my students and I expect them to be excellent and do well and, you know, be good people and all these things. But I also am like, I have a lot of grace for you when you don't. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know that you can meet those expectations necessarily, but I'm going to hold them. I'm going to hold you to them because you're never going to meet them unless I have you have these expectations at this level because we rise to where we are asked to rise to. And so how could I possibly rise to a high level if that's not expected of me? So what you're saying is when it comes down to your annual evaluation that you're about to have, <laughs> you're basically on the spectrum. You I already fall had my evaluation. Somewhere on the much. line of Jesus. No. <laughs> Savior but of the I world. But I knew you were going to do that the minute I started down this road. <laughs> <laughs> your ego is out of control, Megan. We got to rein it in. No, I'm just They're saying. They're going to stop listening to this. It's raging. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree. And I think when you look at it, and you know, Paul is writing to Timothy and calls uh, Scripture a divisive, a two-edged sword that cuts through marrow and bone. And, and just like there is something about it. If you, read, if you read this, if you can read the entire New Testament or go through Jesus' teaching and feel like he's on board with all of the things and nothing's divisive and nothing's like, ouch, that really hurt and that's painful and that's not where I'm at. Uh, then I, you know, what do you do with what Paul says in Second Timothy chapter three? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. it should be divisive. It should be hurting. It should be like, gosh, this sucks. But this is sharpening me into being a better, a well, better, yeah. more Jesus. And if you're only reading the parts that you agree with, you're not getting the whole picture. Yeah. And you're not. Are you really like? I also like the line um, from that quote from the book: "The Jesus was a spiritual savior, but not Lord of life." Right. Yeah. So if if you just see him as a spiritual savior, but your everyday is yours, yeah, like is that's not that's not the Christianity that I read as being called to in the Bible. Like, yeah. so what are you skipping? What are you not? What are you missing? Like, God wants to be part of your every single day life, every single decision, every part of, of all of it. Yeah. And so, how are you, if you're not incorporating, if you're not thinking about what is what am I? What is my purpose? What am I called to? What is the path that I think maybe God wants me to go down in this? 
And you're not, you're not fulfilling that ask. You're not fulfilling that, you know, that part of being a Christian. Yep. Yep. That's good. So. I love it. Anything else? I don't think that was it. All right. Let's jump into our something interesting. This is the thing, the time where we kind of talk about something that we found interesting with, something we read, experienced, watched, whatever. And uh, you get to go first. I do. Because I um, I listen to NPR on my drive to and from work because it's a, you know, an easy way to get the news and I like it. And sometimes they have fun stories, which this is one of them. So apparently in Australia, they have found some like ancient salt crystals. I think they're like halite salt. It's not like, uh, it's not like, it's not like table salt. It's a different kind of salt Um, that have some like liquid trapped inside of it. So it's like a big salt crystal with liquid trapped inside of it. And they think there might be like ancient bacteria in there that have like gone into a hibernative state. And they're like getting ready to open it up and kind of see what it's going on and what's in there and what's if it's still alive and all of that. Ooh. So they're creating yeah. Jurassic Park. Well, out of I know. These <laughs> no, because it's isn't just a the, bacteria. Isn't that? Oh, yeah, I know. But wasn't that like the premise of, anyways? You know, because it was like a mosquito in amber, and yeah, then they yeah, got yeah. the dinosaur DNA, which yeah, okay. is not very practical. But that's okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just like. Uh, an opportunity to study ancient life, which I think they're hoping will have some applicability to studies on Mars. So all of the research that they're doing on Mars in terms of trying to find ancient cellular life and that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Nice. I like it. Anybody worried about possible diseases or pathogens, um, don't worry. There weren't humans that long ago, and so nothing that was in there would be able to get (laughs) into humans, according to the scientists in the article. Yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Good. Uh, okay, mine has to do with on Sunday morning, I did a little prayer at the end of uh, service that ironically got interrupted with a uh, Amber Alert. I know. <laughs> uh, so that was all kinds of just jumbled mess. Um, uh, but it was a prayer about uh, Uvalde victims and, and also tied into Memorial Day and the timeline uh, that was going on with some of the first responders in that incident. And uh, I got, I had read an article uh, that morning that had kind of spurred some of that on. So an interesting kind of take on 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 it. And it came from a guy named David French. Are you familiar with David French at all? I don't think so. He's a political commentator um, who is a veteran and uh, works for his organization or his group that he's with is called The Dispatch. Um, Jonah Goldberg's in it. It's a... It's it's like a weirdo like it's not weirdo it's very it's very centrist okay. um it probably leans conservative but like not not uh like I, I even had an email come to me um uh, t- yeah over the weekend uh, from somebody who's like listen I used to be against the church uh, or against the world sort of thing I've swung wild in the opposite direction which is one of the draws that has been east like for me but I am I do caution myself to not not get out of one pot of boiling water yeah. and jump into the other. Yeah, How do yeah. I, what, here's what I read. Here's who I read. Here's who I listen to. Who would you recommend in terms of kind of a pullback, a reasonable approach towards center for me? And so I listed a few um, like authors that I really like that I think are definitely not like for the world, um, you know, progressives, but like have always been kind of a centering thing for me. Yeah. Um, I won't share those in this one, but this for me, he has been somebody for me who has been a voice towards a 
a center. Okay. And and um, he is a veteran, so it had like he always has really good takes on things towards Memorial Day, towards Veterans Day. To, like I always read his articles, especially around that time of uh, a thing, um, because uh, he served for so long. And and yeah, anyways, it, it was really good. So check out if you if you follow me on Twitter, I posted a link to it. And uh, you can uh, read that article mm-hmm. specifically and or follow him in What's general. What's the article called? It? Oh, Megan, I knew you were going to ask me uh, that. I'm well. going to shake this mouse and act like I can pull it up from here. <laughs> I, here, my it, my Twitter account is just at Brent Johnson. Okay. Not that I'm like, pl- I, I want to get some follows out of this. I really don't <laughs> care. I never even see it. I almost never post anything to there except for sports. But the um, <laughs> the link had something to be able to post that one. So anyways, Got it. I did it. But yeah, check it out. It's good. Cool. Um, okay. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, We are going to be continuing our series with uh, part three of this four-part series next week at 8.30 or 10 o'clock. Or 10 o'clock online, for those of you who watch online, this week we launched, relaunched our uh, Snow Cones for Kids as well as our cold brew coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, So lots of things to kind of, you know, hooks in the water to get you to come back. (laughs) So hopefully you're able to do that uh, and be a part of that. And uh, we'll be going through the summer. It'll be great. All right. Awesome. That'll do it. Have a great week, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.